Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, episode 430. That's IGN's Nintendo Show, and I'm your host, Zach Ryan, joined today by Per Schneider. Hello. Andrew Goldfarb. 430 Blazer. And who's that way down there on the end? David Hatfield of GameScoop fame. What's up, yeah, guys? Definitely. Thank you for uh, coming on the show. Well, thanks for having us. Uh, I just wanted to point out, I did say that it is episode 430. Oh, I've yeah. done the math. That is the correct episode number. <laughs> I've got it wrong three weeks in a row now. Wow. So. You yeah. did the Third math. Time you counted? 430, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. did the math. Yes, I by, the, by, by saying... I did the math. I mean that I just counted. So <laughs> thank you for that, Andrew. Uh, guys, good news. It's almost November, which means that it's almost December, mm. which means that it's almost time for Christmas. IGN FanFest. Oh. Come celebrate the year in games at, uh, with IGN at our FanFest presented by Fruit Loops. Your favorite game makers, streamers, and game personalities will all be there, and you will want to join us. That's an order. Friday, December 7th in Los Angeles. Stay tuned for more details on how you can be part of the action. Damon, will you be at FanFest? I don't know. Wow. Andrew, I think you will be guest. there, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. I would love right. to Featuring a special guest appearance by Andrew Goldfarb. Goldfarb. I'm going to dress as a Fruit Loop. Trade trade your Pokemons <laughs> with him. Big round, like. <laughs> uh, do, what if people think you're a donut? Well, I mean, I'd be uh, like a pink or that's a risk. green donut. I feel like that's a risk that you're yeah. running there. Well, I mean, I wear the outfit all the time, and people usually get that it's a Fruit Loop. So yeah, okay. That's fine. that's fair. Well, I, we haven't been on the show in a while. Where have yeah. you been? What have uh, you been up to? I don't know. It's been busy. Uh, it was event season, and uh-huh. then uh, it just, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon. Sure. Still. Time is money. We'll get to that later. Later, much to the chagrin of our audience, I'm sure. Damon, what about you? We, it's that? been a while. It's been a while since you've been on NVC too. Yeah, How's things I, over in Scoop? Well, you celebrated your 500th episode. 500th episode of yeah. Can you believe that? We're uh, we're uh, 70 short episodes beso- behind you. Yeah, so. you'll catch up to us. Yeah, we'll be there in about 18 How, months. Here, I'll tell you what. We'll take a break and we'll okay. wait for you guys to catch Thank up. You. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. That's very yeah. important. Then cool. we're just gonna even hold hands. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, we publish every week. Zach might just invent new episode numbers, so we might be able to catch. We're skipping all. We're skipping all the 30s and 40s. We're going straight to 450. Perfect. It off, yeah. guys. I've invited you on the show today for several reasons. Reason number one, I like you. You're, you're, you're both good guys. Uh, number two, um, you're two of IGN's Nintendo or uh, sorry, Newsboys, and mm. we have a lot of news mm. to talk about this week. Mm. All right. Yeah. Uh, so first, let's start with some softball stuff. Um, NPD numbers. Oh man, I mm. love NPD. I know. Yeah. Damon really likes the NPD. The, the NPD numbers. So here we go. Uh, good news. Four, four Nintendo games hanging out in the top twenty. Uh, on Whoa, the NPD. hold on a second. You're already moving the goalpost. Now it's top twenty. Yeah. Yeah. That's not good news. That's fine. That's <laughs> not bad news. Think about all the games in the world. Hundreds of games available at, there are, at your there finger, are hundreds of fingertips. Games available in the yeah. world. That all right. True. What's in the top twenty? Well, I also feel like really quickly just say NPD uh, track sales in case people don't know that it's mm-hmm. the uh, U.S. sales okay. for mostly North point of sale retail. So what does NPD? What do the letters NPD stand for? National Poll Data. Mm-hmm. Okay, Andrew, you got like a guess? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 Nintendo <laughs> purchase decision. Nice. Ooh. That's, That's really, pretty good. Really good. Damon, what do you got? Uh, no, I think pair is, is closest. Yes. National is, poll data. What? Yeah. You don't think it yeah. stands for Nintendo <laughs> purchase decision? I think it stands for National Puppy Day. Oh, I wish it was National Puppy Day. Uh, okay, so... In the top ten, only one Nintendo game, but that's Super Mario Party coming in at number nine, making a strong debut. Yep. Mm-hmm. Confusing as these are this is September NPD yeah. data. That, and it was true. released in October. Yeah. Why is it's that? Really it's weird. always coming in a month. It's the later. overflow. They, they've got a the couple few of days, days of overflow. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. They, it's like the week they they 
do the whole week. Yeah, they've bumped it back a couple times too. So it take the reporting is in a different week than it used to be. Mm-hmm. So now it can sometimes if a you know if a month ends on the beginning of a week, mm-hmm. it can track in like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. confusing. Damon is always legitimately excited when when the MPD data rolls through. I look forward to it. Yeah, every and, month. He, and he says I've heard him say on numerous occasions that he really likes you know, oh the MPD like oh, this is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And I I thought that he was joking for a really long time, no. but he is genuinely interested in tracking those numbers. And I love tracking for you know month to month and year to year what uh-huh. the best selling games are. We totally used to yeah. guess the rate ratings. We, we used uh, to have like a, like we used a, to have a, a whiteboard yeah. and a pool on it. Why don't we ever do fun stuff like that in the office because anymore? Now it's all just work. Now, now it's all just work, work, work. Now we do it when you're, when you're not around. Is it because I came in and I, like at <laughs> yeah. a management management yeah. level, I'm just come yeah. on, so, good at so done. One one thing on the rankings, obviously, this is the multi-platform ranking, which means um, multiple SKUs are consolidated, mm-hmm. which usually favors games like Madden or FIFA, like that big, have like big all titles. Those, yeah. And they're obviously, they're all in the top 10. Games that uh, uh, appear on multiple platforms. So whenever a Nintendo game does pop up high in the charts, it's pretty meaningful because it's obviously yeah. only on one platform. So yeah. pretty good for, for Super Mario yeah. Party. Yeah, yeah, and the platform with the smallest install base too. So yep. it's definitely like pretty impressive when it's outselling big multi-platform stuff. Yep. And yeah. along the same lines as what Paris is saying, it's worth noting that Spider-Man, the PS4 exclusive, was the top-selling game yep. of September. No surprise there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the the first seven SKUs on MPD this month, all Spider-Man, all the way down. Yeah, yeah. seven yeah. different yeah. versions I, of Spider-Man. I saw Assassin's Creed in there. No, that's true. Yeah. Assassin's Creed wasn't there. But no, I brought this up because yes, Super Mario Party is number nine, but we also have Mario Kart Eight hanging tough at fourteen, which it's, amazing, it's amazing staying power on the top ten of the entire year. Uh-huh. Mario Kart Eight is the is it currently at number ten? Mm-hmm. That won't continue after this month, but yeah. right yeah. as of right now, it's the tenth best selling game of the year. And I believe and, Mario and Kart it's a re-release. Let's yeah, not and I believe that. Mario Kart Eight was also Crazy. one of the top selling uh, or was the top selling Wii U game. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I think I think it was number one. Oh. Um, so Mario Kart Eight has made a ton of money. Yeah, um, sure. yeah. Where's uh, our sequel? What's that? Where's Mario Kart 9? It probably won't be called Mario Kart 9. It'll be called something weird. Yeah. Super Mario Kart. It'll be <laughs> Triple Dash. It'll be Double Dash 2. Oh. <laughs> I'm, uh, sign me up dash. for that. <laughs> uh, I'm down for Double Dash 2. Double dash, dash, historically known as my favorite Mario Kart game. Oh, my God. Wow. It says so wow. on the back of the box. Zach's <laughs> favorite Mario Kart game. Uh, number 18, Super Mario Odyssey. Good. It's a good yeah, one. Played it. Yeah. yeah. Liked it. Lots Don't of jumps. Says I like that game. Lots of jumps. <laughs> yeah. They got uh, that and then Mario still with the still hanging tough at number nineteen. Mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch launch title. Little known indie. Yeah. Uh, Legend indie. of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. I miss Zelda. I want to go back to Zelda. We'll talk again. about that a little you bit can. later on the show. Um, okay. In other Nintendo news. We're talking about uh, Nintendo Labo coming to the classroom. Now, we don't get a ton of Nintendo Labo news, even on this show, where we have slow news weeks and we have to cover something. But I did think that this was particularly interesting. Um, so Nintendo has partnered with the Institute of Play to bring the Nintendo Lo- uh, new Nintendo theme- Labo-themed program to around 100 classrooms for second, third, and fourth graders across the United States. Um, so it's designed with students 8 to 11 in mind and suited for schools that focus on STEAM learning. Uh, I just wanted to p- kind of put this out to the panel um, this is cool to me. I think it's really yeah. interesting because Labo is such a, a sort of an imagineering kit, and I think it's really interesting to put this into schools, especially with a STEAM focus. Um, what kinds of, of situations do you see Nintendo Labo being used for in school? First of all, is it officially Labo? What's not, that? Not Labo? Oh. Did, did oh, I, I, say I don't like know. Labo, like laboratory. That's yeah, I, I think it. I think it's probably Labo, but like, like I pronounce words weird yeah. all the time. Yeah. Well, Mario plays Labo all the time. Oh, yeah. stop it. <laughs> Do you work in a lab or a lab? That's don't, what I thought. That's what don't I thought. mind me. I just got a funny mooth. All right. Um, no, so but I just, wanted to, I just wanted to talk a little bit about like what does you're a father? Yeah. You have several children. I'm a father. You got a whole you got a whole gang yes. of kids running around there. And 
Well, the, I mean, the biggest attraction with Labo is not the kind of arts and Labo. crafts angle, mm -hmm. uh, which is cool, right? Like, uh, smaller, younger kids love putting, like, googly eyes on the things and, like, customizing stuff. And that's obviously really nice for arts and crafts classes. But I think it's the engineering angle that's the most interesting with these devices and then the programming angle, mm -hmm. right? So uh, when, you, when you build these uh, contraptions, you'll see how they pulled off so much with so little, how they used IR and, you know, how they build, like, virtual tendons in the, in the robot. Uh, kit but then um, as you build your own sets it becomes about uh, creating very simple uh, like program like programming uh, devices and really problem solving like uh, you know you, you can build anything with these mm -hmm. with a uh, with a tool set really yeah and I think Pierre makes a really good point that like I think you're at that point where <laughs> you could probably do a science fair that is entirely labo creations like yeah. you yeah, could basically a have a bunch of kids just make whatever they want yeah I think the Did engineering you? I think Andrew. the engineering <laughs> aspect of this is really interesting right because like we've already seen people sort of hacking labo software and making mm -hmm. sure that like or trying different things within the, the software parameters and I think especially for schools that are uh, uh, geared towards STEAM education, this could be like, it could be like a really big deal. Um, I mean, I am interested in that so few uh, classrooms are getting Labo. 100 seems like a pretty small test it's case. expensive. What do you think about yeah. that, Doman? I think, uh, yeah, last time I checked, I think there are more than 100 schools in America. So there's going to be a lot of schools that are, <laughs> that are labo less. I couldn't yeah. figure out where you were going with that one. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, I would have been stoked if I were a kid and we yeah. got to play with yeah. Nintendo stuff. It does seem, yeah. I, like, thinking back to uh, my scholastic years, which was very long ago, but, like, the days where we had uh, these extracurricular kind of things, like, we, like I remember specifically we had uh, tributary, uh, like, experiments where we had these big, like, basically dirt mounds and we ran water through them to see like how how like uh, this is the kind of yeah. stuff that I think is really you guys interesting dirt like well, it's like these big like tubs full of like diatomaceous earth and then you run water through it and it, it shows like how rivers carve out pathways and stuff like we, that and was this school in I'm like trying to the make a forest point. or with yeah kids with like learning he's just I grew up, kids like I grew was this at the end of world war 2 I grew up like, I grew up in the backwoods okay so if we, you, we we had a lab and it was all audio it was all audio tapes and mm -hmm. we were so excited when we got to use it like you got to wear real headphones and all of that yeah that was high tech for us and now kids are using freaking switches yeah it freaks and me out it freaks me out to see uh contemporary stuff about kids where they're like using iPads and stuff in school yeah because like when I was a yeah. kid it was so we had days that were dedicated to computer lab yeah you know what yeah, I mean typing class yeah like, <laughs> it's like those are those are specific one day out of the week you went and played with the computer it, it's and even, it's so ubiquitous now that I, I think I'm that sure this is like you know even better they probably turn stuff in like I would imagine it's like when we were in college they like turn in homework online yep. like that blows my mind i sound like i'm a thousand years old <laughs> it like completely blows my mind our classroom was built in the middle of a busy street on top of lava <laughs> long, long, long story short yeah. i think it's that the lava street yeah the street it's very hot <laughs> very dangerous uh long story short i think it's really an interesting case that this would be that this would show up in schools and allow kids to just kind of experiment and, and imagine things outside of what they would typically do in a, like a regular classroom environment and i'd like to see it you know, more across the board because, like, also there's the factor of of what the hell are you supposed to do with all these Labo kits once they're done? Well, donate them to a school. Maybe those kids yeah. want to play with them. Why not? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. they're gonna need so many extra cardboard kits. Like, I can't yeah. imagine how many extra piles of cardboard they're gonna. But need. think about how many children will come out of our American school system knowing how to pilot a giant robot or drive a motorcycle. True. You know, yep, that's true. Think about that. Yep, yep. I do uh, wonder how well Labo's doing. 
overall. It, Nobody a, knows. Yeah, there's yeah, no, no there's no metric for success. It wasn't in, in the MPD top 20. Yeah. No. <laughs> Actually, July, it, was, it was at number 21. Just yeah. In July, I think it was reported that the Variety Kit had sold 1.4 million copies. That's a that's lot. a lot of cardboard. Yeah, that's a that's lot. an as of July. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted to point out that as I was trying to do my just basic research uh, for like Nintendo Labo sales, Google told me that people also search for is Nintendo a Labo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right into the question block. Find out. Maybe we can answer that for you next Click. week. Is Nintendo a labo? Click to find how Babby is formed. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, crawl. these these news stories are good, mm. but uh, rarely do we get an instance to sort of cover breaking news on NBC. In fact, it usually works out that we record an episode mm. and then news breaks that night or the next day, and we have to wait a full week to talk about it. So I was a little bit uh, nerding out over this next thing. Uh, there's a potential smash leak. Um, we're covering it this under the guise that this is all not necessarily confirmed. And I want to make that clear up front that this is all not, not hearsay because the source seems relatively reliable, <laughs> but it's also not confirmed yeah, yet. Yeah, so. it, it's yeah, it's interesting. But we should say at this point, if you some of us you believe it's real. And so mm -hmm. if you don't want the remaining Smash roster spoiled, even mm -hmm. though usually Nintendo does that before launching the game. Leave now and come back later. Just fast forward until you don't see any more Smash Brothers footage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about this uh, potential leak. So mm. this leak comes from Snapchat, of all places. Yeah. Now, there's a... Uh, this is the strangest story. So mm. it is a French dude working in a graphic design house where they print a bunch well, of promotional material. You've got to even back up before that because that's even like step two. So Nintendo was originally yeah. a trading yeah. card company. In the company. 1800s <laughs> in Kyoto. Go ahead. So uh, the planets collided. Yeah. Yeah. Such yeah. A, no, uh, so basically this, uh, as far as I know, just kind of showed up overnight. Mm -hmm. And it was just these posters, these promotional stands. And nobody knew really how this guy had gotten them or what they were. Mm -hmm. But... They were uh, the image that they've shown at E3 uh, and that they showed after kind of that August direct with Simon Belmont and all those other characters. That is like that full roster that like everybody's here, big horizontal image. And he had kind of a, a version of that that also had a background piece. And yeah. the, the, the reason people immediately wanted to believe it was because for him to have the background without any of the characters, it would mean that he would have had to hand draw every single one of those. Like, like it would take either tremendous Photoshop work or, or an unbelievable artistic background to fake and, that. And then the quality of the image wasn't so great that you would that it looked like somebody deliberately faked this. Exactly. Well, a lot of people yeah. are saying that that's yeah. because it's coming through Snapchat's compression yeah. and that like the quality of the image might be higher in, in the raw files on his mm -hmm. phone or whatever, but the fact that it's like compressed and then transmitted across Snapchat leads the, the image quality to drop. So. That makes sense. And then it's yeah. saved and right. put and online. Right, and then passed around. It's like a copy of a copy. Um, but ultimately, like, so it reveals some new characters, and um, I guess you can go over who those characters yeah. are. Yeah, so can let's we talk about... the graphic? Can we yeah. put it on the screen? Dan, yeah. can you throw that up there for us? <laughs> Ooh, so that's... this is Og. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, that's so not great. The one in the middle is uh, kind of this leaked one, and if you're, if you're looking carefully at it... <laughs> Time uh, out. Time out. What happened? Yeah, I, this was in higher res when provided. <laughs> Perhaps Where, we'll uh, insert the higher res one. If, uh, <laughs> if you're watching the the video version, uh, we've hopefully replaced this in With post. The high res wink, one, wink. Yeah. Well, we have uh, a Pete Mondrian picture right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, uh, it's a magic eye blur. Yeah. Uh, yeah so maybe uh, Surah. It's Surah. Pointillism. You were hopefully looking at a high res version of this if you're watching the video version. But uh, what you're looking at at the very top is the everybody's here image from E3. The very bottom one is the updated version of that image with Simon Belmont and what Richter Belmont from um, August. From August, and then yeah, that one in the middle is this this new leak with some outline characters. And so you, here you can see, well, 
Here you can yeah, hopefully, hopefully see. You can't see it uh, yet, but let's so talk the, about So it. the new characters confirmed for, or potentially confirmed by this leak, uh, Shadow the Hedgehog, uh, Banjo-Kazooie, Ken from Street Fighter, Isaac from Golden Sun, Mock Rider from yeah. Mock Rider, yeah. uh, Gino from Super Mario RPG, and Woo! then, yeah. this is my personal favorite, the Chorus Kids from Rhythm Heaven, that which so I freaking love it. That love one's it. so weird that it made me believe the rest of them. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, the thing about this, le- this list, and this specific list is why everyone started talking about this. So this matches a, from months ago, 4chan post that cl- it's from this like incredibly angry guy who uses a bunch of bad words, who <gasps> put out what he claimed was the, the remaining roster. And they were these exact characters. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so basically that got everyone kind of investigating this image. Mm-hmm. And like you joke about that low res version, but people in the original image were able to see the the person who leaked this. It was watermarked, or his name was somehow on it, and and it oh, was yes. meant to be crossed out. Yeah, but you could still clearly make out what his name was. Yeah. So people found that name on LinkedIn, found that as you were saying earlier, he worked for a company that produces like marketing materials and standees that has made stuff for Bandai Namco. Mm-hmm. It appears he's based in Paris, um, or at least in France, and he but, is. Screwed. Yeah, he's definitely fired, which sucks. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I mean, there, there's all these little interesting pieces of evidence. Like in the background of the original shot, you can see posters for the Grinch that the company is also. Yeah, that's actually that's my favorite part of the story. Before you move on, I, I just want to say. So one of the big things that's that's floating around Reddit right now, like the confirmation of this, is like the fact that you can see this Grinch post. So the Grinch coming this December, starring yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. There's a there's a poster for it in the the background that features renders of the Grinch character that have not yet been seen. So this is like a new look at the Grinch on a poster in the background, and people are like, "That must it, it means it must be true. Look at that Grinch. I've never seen that Grinch before. Yeah, it's very good. Amazing. But yeah, I, I, basically that's all we have, right? Like, I mean, there, there's some more detective work, and I encourage you, uh, we have a big article kind of See, going through every step. Seems, seems plausible. And like, sometimes you see something, you're like, oh, is that real or not? With this one, I saw it, I was like, okay, I, I buy this. Oof. Now, the lineup of characters, though, sounded at first too good to be true because of one yeah. thing. First of all, you know, Gino being in there, that's like the one whenever Nintendo runs polls, you know, people want this character from Super Mario RPG mm-hmm. to return. But it was Ridley and King K. Rule prior to that. And, yeah. and those are those were fan requests for forever. Yeah. And so, those are finally but in. The, so. But the one that makes it a little bit more difficult to believe is there we yeah, go. Banjo-Kazooie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Banjo-Kazooie yeah. used to be a Nintendo franchise under Rare and yeah. is no longer owned by Microsoft. Yeah, and it's not like a third party like Konami lending them uh, Snake. Right, yeah. it's it's a yeah. direct competitor lending yeah. them their character for Nintendo's exclusive game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I love Banjo Kazooie. That would be awesome if he was in there, but it's a little surprising to me. Yeah, and it's very people keep pointing to you. Oh well, they put Minecraft on Switch, and it's like, well, yeah, but that's a game yeah. they're publishing and getting everywhere. profit from. You know, exactly. like, well, yeah, number one, it's it everywhere and help Microsoft to put Banjo Kazooie in this game. Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, why. I, that's the thing that makes me the most skeptical. And and you know. To the point of them having a good relationship recently, that is true. That's, the thing. That's what I was going like, to say. Like this is in the same way that we talk about relationship plays. Like, this yeah. is this is Minecraft Microsoft being like, hey, Mario here's a wink it. and a nudge. Like, come yeah. on, they they definitely uh, Microsoft definitely created a more uh, a more friendly persona for itself online, yeah. right? That's With true. both PlayStation and Nintendo constantly like they're they're like positive tweets and all of that, and they make Mike they make Minecraft and they make Minecraft for Switch and Minecraft for Switch has the Mario universe in it, right? Yeah. Like I, I can see that this. I, I believe this. 
Uh, yeah, when you when you watch the video right now in the center of the screen, you can see Shadow and Banjo-Kazooie on the left side. So those two little red wings there, those are Kazooie's wings uh, on top of Banjo. So we've obviously had Sonic in uh, many a Smash Brother game, yep. but do we think that Shadow is, uh, what, do we, what do they call them, those characters? Oh, the uh, Echo uh, Fighters. Echo Fighters, yeah. right? I would imagine, um, yeah. I, yeah, I would assume that Shadow is probably a... Ken would be for Ryu. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, and then Mock Rider, you think, for Captain No, Mock Rider's been, you think Mock Rider's be been in previous Smash Brothers, right? Mock Rider has never been in no, any Smash Brothers. I don't think so. No. Uh, as a trophy? A, as an assist? Mock Rider is a fairly obscure NES yeah. game that never got a sequel or anything. They just they yeah. released it on the virtual console, yeah. so it has and been like spotted Mock, again. And I like Mock Rider. I had it as a kid, and I was like, I think Damon music is awesome. Yeah, Damon there's, is the there's definitely Mock Rider music in previous Smash. Okay. So Which leads me to believe, I want to say that he's like an assist trophy or a, a something like a collectible. I can't remember. It might, be, it might be a trophy. or a, Yeah, because yeah. that's how I first learned about Mock Rider, because I, I didn't know about the NES <laughs> he game. He rides a motorcycle, so I don't know how... Fighting, his fighting stuff. It seems like Ooh, he, had, he, well, had, he could yeah. be like Wario. Wario tosses a motorbike. Oh yeah, there you go. It could be his shadow fighter. Uh, the the chorus kids are the interesting one to me because like so good. Ice climbers. Well, it's just ice climbers were like notoriously difficult because they're multiple characters and they couldn't get them to work on 3ds. And it's like yep. it's been a whole thing. They were they were a uh, competitive advantage uh, for people. So like. There was a whole issue getting those characters to work. I wonder how Chorus Kids would function. I, w I wonder if that's going to be kind of three contiguous characters the way that Ice, Ice Climbers are, be? or if it would just swap be like out a, maybe, like yeah, they swap like out when, when they run out of uh, out of uh, juice. Like you can swap them or like tag yeah. team style. That'd be or, cool. Or just maybe just control them in a cluster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just seems to make more sense that you just control but all three of them together at once. That'd I cool. love so the Chorus Kids. We talked about this when when we uh, played the game. The expressions on the characters are just so good. Yeah. Like when they're waiting their turn and they're all like, bah, 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 and they like got this weird look on their face. So good. Uh, I, Isaac from Golden Sun is pretty. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's another great one. Yeah. Do you, what? I mean, it, it's it's tough to say that a character appearing in Smash Smash Brothers also means Smosh. His mouth is weird too. Thank you, Zox. <laughs> yeah. Uh, appear here uh, means that any of these game franchises are coming back because yeah. obviously uh, yeah, Earthbound's not back. You know, like, we haven't seen Earthbound return, but we did get Kid Icarus and all of that. Yeah, stuff, it, it, it just know? you know if this is real, even if this number of characters is real, separate from if these specific ones are, it is so crazy that when they announced everything at E3, we were like. Maybe they'll add one or two more, but it would be crazy to have more than <laughs> sixty characters. And we're already looking at like, you know, we got we got Simon, we got Richter, we got uh, King K. Rule, we got Isabel. Ridley. We get uh, these are seven more on right. top of that. Like, you're looking at such an insane roster that I, I do have. Well, to and then get... you've got to throw on top of that like all the additional stages, all yeah, the additional yeah. music. Like, this is an enormous game. It just it, it's crazy how much content is in this game. And Sakurai clearly just doesn't sleep ever. They just don't stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, I mean, it's 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 funny that it's called Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah. And it's legitimately the most content that you could possibly put in a Smash Brothers if, game. If yeah. they have Banjo-Kazooie in there, I'd be so happy. Because yeah, that would be awesome. Just think of the stages, and the music is so good, too. Yeah. Like, ah, it's such a great addition. It's just, it, you think about what you like as just a piece of gaming history like some of these crossovers are so crazy as it is like yeah. even like some of those third-party characters being together for the first time is just like 
whatever Sonic and Snake or something yeah. like that is like was even back in the brawl days was really cool to see. But like now we're getting things that I never would have thought possible. Yeah. And and Banjo as part of that is just really really cool. The only yeah. sign, I mean, this is the first time you get anything rare back into the game. The yeah. only sign of rare was in the original game. The the proximity mines, at least oh, in the Japanese that, version, yeah. looked a lot more like the Golden Eye ones than, oh, the than ones. what they look like now. Yeah. yeah. So that was um, the uh, the rare in there. My my last question on this topic: uh, Do you think that this kills any sort of uh, juice that Nintendo had going for a, a final Smash Direct? No way, because like it's still exciting seeing it confirmed. And what I love about the trailers for this game are that they like toy with expectations. They right. always fake you out, and sometimes they double fake you, like they did with King K. Rool and Isabel, where yeah. they like. Make you think it's Isabel, and then it's not, and then it is. And then it like, is. I, yeah. I really like that they do that. Do you think they would do an? I mean, I I do think a Smash Direct is coming, but do yeah. you think mm -hmm. they'd do a Smash Direct where they reveal all of these characters? I would guess like the three of them, and then there was going to be another reveal I'm, later. I'm so? assuming. I'm assuming that that whatever their reveal strategy is for <laughs> these characters, like it was, it's already mapped out, and Nintendo's not one to acknowledge any sort of leak or or budge, yeah. mistake on it's, their part. It's so it's like it seems to me like they would just. Do it anyway. So and it's we, not yeah. unprecedented even for Smash. Like, don't forget there was an insane leak of like Duck Hunt Dog and all the the final batch for the yeah. Wii U game also That's leaked, right. and it leaked with like pretty good footage that I think came from like QA testing or something. Mm. And no one thought that was real, and then all of that ended up being real. Guess what? Look, it was real. It look, was. look at look at that roster. I know. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, pretty it's wild. Really it's so good. It's especially nice like at high enough res to make out what's happening. That is I think. so good. You want to make out? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, oh. Damon, please. So we're on the show. There's another reason outside of the, all this smash talk that I want. I brought you specifically on, Andrew. Here and what could that possibly be? Oh, it's, it's Pokemon Go. It's Pokemon. Of course. Hey, everyone. Uh, Andrew, probably one of the world's foremost Pokemon Go players. The only remaining uh, player. That's, That's not true. Not true. Yeah. We talked about it last week on the show. You weren't yeah. here, but I, I came to your defense because uh, one of the things that, that we see a lot on IGN is like, oh, people still play this game, and Pokemon Go is historically one of our highest traffic um, pages. That's so, it was, yeah. yeah. I feel like it's died down in terms of our audience's interest, yeah. but like, uh, it passed $2 billion in revenue, which is a just completely insane number. Mm -hmm. uh, so people are still playing it, I swear. They got uh, they got Gen 4 in the game, yeah, uh, which is cool and notable because we're now halfway through. So actually this morning they announced a new Pokemon uh, like in the main series, which makes uh, 809 Pokemon ever like in the whole series. Oh. And we're at like 400 and I think 10 or 409 in Go, which means basically exactly half of every existing Pokemon is now in that mm -hmm. game, which is pretty cool as like a, a benchmark for that franchise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got a new Halloween event. Uh, they yeah, what's up with this Halloween event? Uh, they added uh, all the like spooky Pokemon from Gen 4. So it's a bunch of like the, the ghost types and the dark types. We got uh, Giratina in Legendary Raids. We got Spiritomb. We got uh, Drifloon, who's Marina mm -hmm. Sanchez is one of her favorite Pokemon. Okay, friend of the I, show. I like how you look at Zach apologizing. He's waiting for me to cut him off, and <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to because Pokemon <laughs> Go is huge, and I brought you on the show to talk about it, and also we have a lot of time to fill still, so go yeah. ahead. Well, and it's also, we're in that boat where, uh, you know, Let's Go is coming. Uh, we're less than a month out from Let's Go, and I think part of the reason Pokemon Go has actually seen a huge bump recently, aside from new Pokemon and trading and stuff like that being added, is the idea of Let's Go. Uh, they've been doing all these really cool events where uh, Gen 1 Pokemon are boosted, so people are really able to get a lot of cool stuff that will transfer over. Um, mm -hmm. And that's one of the cool things right now, while Ghost Pokemon are boosted, like, if you want a Gengar to bring over to the Switch game, get it right now, because it's really easy to find. Which version of Let's Go are you going to buy? You know, for a long time I was going Eevee. Uh, I, I played it in New York a couple weeks ago, um, 
and I kind of want to go Pikachu now. Like I, I kind of have been seduced over to the other side. My original rationale was that we've never had nice. a, an EV-focused game. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I think uh, there's something cool and iconic about uh, when you come into battle, Pikachu rests on your shoulder, mm -hmm. and you whip out your arm, and it jumps off of your arm, and it's like a really fluid, cool motion. I, I think like that game, Let's Go, is really interesting because it's catering to a little bit of everyone. Mm -hmm. like I feel like there's a, some of the core franchise people, some of the Go people, and then just kids. Yeah, we talked players. a little bit about uh, Pokemon Let's Go a couple of weeks ago, I think, uh, just in terms of like how it's it's – Maybe not necessarily for hardcore fans, but it does have like this generic, like general appeal. Yeah. Um. And I, I, I don't know. Like, there's something as a sort of lapsed Pokemon fan. There's something that kind of speaks to me about that ease of accessibility. Um. Yeah. And sort of streamlining a lot of the stuff, like you know, the the way that the egg hatching features or doesn't feature into it. I guess it's like it's a really interesting take on Pokemon, and I like that it ties into this other thing that people have. A lot of people have written off, but there's this whole segment of that, a, a big Nintendo game coming to Switch that is tied directly into Let's Go. Yeah, and I, I put up an article, an interview with uh, Masuda about that approach, about the idea that like even the art style and the music are mm -hmm. meant to be just relaxing and like non-threatening and that they, they really like, you know, Pokemon games have obviously always been you know, approachable. You know, I, I think the the meta is really deep. Hi, David. Hi. Uh, they, you can make them complicated if you want to, but they're they're obviously games that kids have always been able to pick up. I feel like now more than ever, though, like they're really like surface level and, and comfortable to jump into. Anyway, that's my Pokemon hour. Yeah, <laughs> take care. That's Andrew's. That's Andrew's Pokemon rent. Damon, what's up? With, what's up with Gengar? You you're not spending any time with him lately? Not lately. I'm no? off my Gengar ish. Yeah. <laughs> 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 is that a Pokemon? Oh, yeah, Gengarish. This was Gengarish. the only Pokemon yeah. you had. Gengarish. Um, I have never played Pokemon Go. We usually I played for about a week and then I I dropped off. But I've I've through vicariously through Andrew. I've seen a lot. I've been privy to a lot of Pokemon Go updates yeah. and news. And Andrew always. He likes to tell me about Pokemon Go, but oh, yeah. he always he always starts a conversation by apologizing. He's like, I'm just gonna tell you this one thing. I'm sorry. Like, Luckily, a lot of people are getting back into it, and a bunch of our friends are playing now. So it's like I've, I have some people I can bother other than Zach. If you're if you're playing Pokemon Go out there in the audience, uh, tweet at Andrew. Don't bother me with it. Yeah, yeah, um, mm -hmm. Moving on. Now, today we just put up our top twenty-five Nintendo Switch games. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a list that we update biannually. Um, and first of all, I kind of wanted to talk about. Uh, how that process works, like how we determine our top 25 lists, because we, we do update them a couple times a year. Uh, and uh, actually, this portion of the conversation was brought to my attention by Mr. Damon Hatfield, mm. who, when he went in to record the VO for our list, oh, yeah. <laughs> he asked me very sternly, he said, <laughs> who made this list? And I said, well, it was like a committee of us. We all got in a room and, and talked about what games. And I said, do you see some omissions? And he did, in fact, see some glaring omissions. So I, let's think talk about I think there's some big omissions, but like <laughs> I feel like they're all your fault. But you had good reasoning for it. Rude. Yeah. Okay, so tell, walk us through. How do, we, how do we, as a company, get together? We and, got in a room. We said, hey, here are our favorite games. Zach said no. You that's, can't have that game BS. on there. No, we uh, we usually get people who play um, you know most games on that platform when we do these platforms uh, lists get together. So, so in our yeah. room specifically, you've got 
like a, a pretty like standard Brian, NBC crew, you, right? Me, it's like, yep. You, me, Brian, Casey, Brendan. Yep. Uh, Tom. Tom Marks. Yep. Yeah. You said don't bring Damon, so we didn't bring Damon. Did say don't um, bring yeah, Damon. Yeah. 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 You say don't bring. And then uh, you know, I actually do, invited both of you. I think but we do. We no, do. No, um, not me. We do bring a ranking of our review scores. We bring our last list. We bring any like uh, any games that we felt were notable that we loved that we didn't review mm -hmm. that we discussed here on the show. We put it into a doc. Correct. Um, and then we start. <laughs> and then we start ranking. Yeah. And and that's you know. when the blood like really starts to yeah. fly. Yeah. Like that's when the tears really come out. But because I I do feel like it's everyone has their sort of uh, pet games, right? The games that they really want to see on the list and it's sort of a back, like a democracy kind of thing where it's like, okay, how many of us feel like this should make the list in general? Yep. Show of hands. Okay, great. How many of us think that this is a like bottom uh, bottom 12 games how many of us think this mm -hmm. is the top 12 games you know and then like we determine the ranking in that sort of yeah. system in that and then obviously way. there are certain criteria and uh, one criterion for this list in particular was well it's not just like the best games ever released you know that also happen to come to switch are they still relevant are these the games that today you would recommend to your friends mm -hmm. right and like one of the games that you believe is missing, I want it on, it, on there too. Um, we said, well, this is kind of an indie game that has appeared on all these different platforms that arrived very, very late on Switch. And why not recommend some of the more recent titles that are maybe, you know, equal? Look, as, I'm just going to put good. it out there. I'm yeah. sorry if I offended both of you by not including it on the list, but I just don't think that Nickelodeon kart racing game is that <laughs> big a deal. Okay. No, yeah. of course, the game that we're talking about here is Darkest Dungeon, right? No, Inside. Oh, yeah. Inside. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. So both of those. Yeah, uh -huh. you left off uh, Dark Souls. Too. And Dark Mark Souls. of the Ninja. Started and Valley. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was a little bitter about Towers. I was a little I was a little bitter about Bloodstained myself. That one actually didn't Great. didn't make the cut. Tricky Towers should have been at 25. Tricky Towers is very Okay. Good. Let's talk about this list, shall we? Um, <laughs> starting at number 25, Blossom Tales, which is a Zelda-like, a yeah. very clear link to the past uh inspired cute little adventure. I like that game a lot. It's a lot like Link to the Past, and because it's so derivative, I felt like it was time for it to drop off the list in favor of uh, you know one of the games we just discussed. Yeah. But there's no denying... I didn't anticipate that this was how this segment would go. <laughs> no, it's I'm a good, gonna, it's a good I'm game. I'm going to put I that out there. I'll shut up. No, no, that's fine. Uh, Kirby Star Allies at number 24. Should be on the list. Yay. Oh, I like, oh, I like that Kirby I mean, game the, quite the, a bit. The problem with it for me is that Robobot is possibly my favorite Kirby game. Same. From right before. Yeah. Hey. Uh, and that was an awful high five. Uh, but now for this game, like I, it is really fun, honestly. And like mm -hmm. there, there are people, I think even Brendan, who reviewed it for us, I think said it was the best Kirby game. He gave it a ten out of ten. Wow, <laughs> perfect Hard Kirby game. Did not. No, that's not true. It, it's cute. Um, yeah. I, its gimmick didn't hook me as much, but I like it. Yeah. yeah, Damon, do you feel like Kirby earns a spot on the list? Uh, probably not this one. This one is a little too kitty for me. I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Super Mario Party. Uh, brand a newcomer. Game. Brand new. Yeah. yeah. Here comes oh, the number challenge. nine best-selling yeah. game of the month. That's right. Um. I, I think that this is pretty much a no-brainer. I mean, if you got a Nintendo system, you're going to want to party. And who better to party with than Super Mario? It is, like, the, the actual... Put that on the back of the box. It's also, like, I think Mario Party as a franchise is kind of the butt of a joke every so often. But, like, this one, getting rid of the stupid car and just letting you play on the board in, like, the normal, traditional way really is so much better. Mm -hmm. Like, just the actual core, just board game mode feels better than it's felt in, like, the last yep. five Mario parties. Yeah, I, th I think it's a really good version. Number 22 is Puyo Puyo Tetris. Here we Excellent. Go. Yeah. Here we Excellent go. puzzle so game. Still That's a good one. Great single but player you wanted, and multiplayer. You want yeah. a Tricky Tower instead. At 25, not 
I Puyo Tetris should be much higher than this. Uh, number twenty one, <laughs> which this one this one bummed me out. I wanted this to be higher. Okay, uh, but it got it got knocked down because it is a remaster. Uh, yeah. This Captain yeah. Toad's Treasure Tracker. Yeah. I, I love I that. Loved it on. I love that little I toad. Touched it yet on Switch. Oh, it's, it's so good. good. It's got yeah. some exclusive new levels too yeah. that are very cute. Oh, yeah. and the Odyssey stuff. Right? But it's yeah. uh, no, it's a good game, and it's you can blaze through it and play everything, and you can go you can deep. We're thirty blaze go deep. It. Blaze it. Yeah. Um, okay, number twenty. Now this is a bit of a uh, discrepancy here because, like personally, I think that it's been re-released and and put on so many things that like it doesn't have any business being on this list. But Pear specifically was very very adamant about this game on the list, and that's Minecraft. Thoughts? So why Minecraft and not something like Darkest Dungeon or Inside? Or like Dragon Zach Quest? Zach hated the others and didn't want them on there. <laughs> no, Minecraft. Like, I, hey, I, I hope like you all enjoyed NBC. It's Pear's last <laughs> appearance on the show. No, I feel like there are a lot of people when they see Minecraft, they're like, oh, you know, I've heard about this so many times and I still haven't played it. And Same. I don't like these kinds of games. You Honestly, haven't played Minecraft. Oh, I played a little bit. But oh, okay. it, it just, it, it, it is that? such a... It's it's an experience that has grown over many years to get to where it is now, and it is a very cool creative set um, tool set, but it's also a great multiplayer game. It is yeah, like just a game. It's where it's fun to hang out and work together. And this game on Switch has become a better place to play it because like now that that Better Together update came, and now that yep. it is cross-platform, like it it has actually become like I, th- I think it totally deserves a spot in this list because that version when it was totally isolated, uh, the Mario stuff was really cool. Yep. But it's not the place I would recommend people play Minecraft necessarily. Uh, but now totally like now yep. there's no reason not to constantly updated with new stuff. Yeah. All kinds of blocks in there. They just added, uh, what are they, uh, pigs or bears or something? Yeah, some stupid animal. Uh, Okay, number 19, Overcooked 2. Yes. Which is good. Uh, We had Overcooked 1. We had Overcooked 1 on our our list initially. We bumped Um, it off, even though they're they're both very good, but uh, Overcooked 2 has some crazier stages, so more mayhem. Mm -hmm. Great multiplayer game. Uh, Number 18, Hollow Knight. Uh, Pear, you, you, I feel like we're a champion for this. On no, the I enjoy it. I, I'm not the biggest Hollow Knight fan. Like there are other Metroidvanias that I like better. Take Tom, a shot. Tom is a huge fan of Hollow Knight and championing, uh, champion yeah. for it. But I agree, it's a, it's a really good game. Um, you know, if you, uh, if you like your kind of cool, dark, mystical indie games where you know you progress and and beat enemies and unlock new areas, this one, this one's for you. I love those games. I just yeah. can't get into Hollow Knight. I don't know what it Same. is about yeah. it, but it's They're, like. I think it's the art style. I for don't me. like yeah. the art style. Yeah. yeah, I look at it. I'm like, uh, yeah. yeah. I would much prefer. I mean, maybe pixel art is played out, but I would. I much prefer the look of something like Dead Cells. Yeah, yeah. Dead Cells, Rogue Legacy, like those games. <laughs> Dead uh, Hyperlight like, Drifter, like, I, oh yeah. And there's so many of those games that are on Switch that I, I just like are more visually appealing to me. Yeah. So, and yeah. as a as a quick aside, uh, Rogue Legacy popped up on the UK eShop. Yes. Uh, oh. So it looks like that's coming very soon. I love Rogue Scoop. Legacy. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Uh, okay, number 17. Uh, now, this is a game that I felt could have been a little bit higher. Uh, yeah. That's Night in the Woods. Probably the most charming game that I've played in the last couple of years. Very funny, very sweet, and uh, almost bittersweet, I guess the you could best, say. Uh, hands down, the best written game on this list. Yeah. Just the the dialogue, uh, is uh, it's text only, is, is just so well written. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of a... A modern descendant from the classic adventure games, like classic mm-hmm. point-and-click adventure games, where you have to figure out how to solve a certain puzzle in uh, right. in a certain area. Really I, hilarious music mini game too. Yeah, yeah. Um, number sixteen, my 2014 pick for game of the year. <laughs> so disappointed that it didn't win at IGN that year, my first year here. But um, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shovel Knight. That's a good one. Shovel Knight is like, yeah. Oh yes, yeah. that this game, and I knew you'd be on my team on this, Damon. Yeah, but sure. this game is 
the epitome of a retro throwback. It yep. is. It is. You know, it's retro crazy. futurism almost. Now that it's out, we can say definitively, Shovel Knight is better than Mega Man Eleven. Isn't that yeah, weird? Yeah, yeah. Crazy, I'll, right? I'll agree to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, there was a long time where people talked about, wouldn't it be cool if Yacht Club got to make an official Mega yeah. Man game? And it's like, I, I would still love to see that. Mm -hmm. I'm still waiting for a 16-bit Yacht Club RPG. Um, uh, number 15, Into the Breach. Oh, man. Yeah. I love it so Me much. Too. Take so it away. good. I'm so glad this is on here. Yeah. Uh, from the guys that made FTL, and it's like a roguelike turn-based strategy game. So taking, I love turn-based strategy, like this guy and Final Fantasy Tactics. Sort of scale that down into short five to ten minute battles and make it roguelike where it changes every time. And there's so many different options that you have for uh, putting together your crew of mechs. Dude, the game is so good. Yeah, Damn, that sounds awesome. Actually. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's things like this, like in, in that meeting, the way that Tom was specifically yeah. was talking and Pear was talking about this game. Yeah. I'm not a strategy guy, uh, but this game specifically, I was like, ah, oh, this sounds really cool. Perfect yeah. travel People really game. love it. Uh, yeah. Perfect travel game because it's mission-based and you can play a mission and kind of walk what do you away tell, and come back. What do you tell dum-dums uh, like me that aren't smart enough for strategy Just games? Just play Still it, good? idiot. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. it is, it is uh, very difficult, but actually um, it has like an in-game sort of like trophy achievement unlock system okay. and you can earn all those if you play on easy so yep. oh, okay all right uh number 14 a game that uh, that i would have put a little bit lower mm -hmm. but there's a few people in the office that really love octopath traveler yeah um, i like that one a lot yeah big game for the switch this yeah. year uh mm -hmm. actually there's a there's a question that i want to get to later from the question block about uh the switch in its second year and uh octopath i feel like is is a good case for like real strong third party support mm -hmm. it's just yeah. it's just such a great throwback to the heydays of uh, of JRPGs, right? Like it's if you took a classic Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest game, like the the 16-bit era, and you you kind of like extruded it and put it in this, yeah. it has this weird presentation. Mm -hmm. It has some of the flaws of the early games, right? It's very talky and yeah. it's go here, go over there, and like lots of exploration and backtracking. But it's so charming and it's so like well designed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. overall. Like yeah. this is, it's a good example of pixel art that's being used in a new way. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's not sure just straight up it's, 2D. It's beautiful, yeah, yeah, but. Mm -hmm. The the real kicker for me was in the room. Pear put this question out to the to the room at large, and that question is okay. Show of hands, how many of you guys finished it? That's exactly oh, it. Yeah, I haven't finished it. Yeah, and it do is you like, plan on finishing it? Because like I'll, I got I'll, a decent chunk in and, and just decided like I don't need. I, mean, to I got this. distracted by something in my mind. I'll come back to it someday. Right. Who knows if that'll actually happen? Mm -hmm. That's that's my vote. I, I first of all feel like I picked the wrong class. Uh, I would probably play a different character if I started over again. Uh, Would you start with uh, janitor? Gender, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who did I really want to work my way I mean, up from the this bottom? Is such a you did the dancer, didn't you? No, I, I was the hunter. I did the, myself. She's he, pretty he good. A librarian dude or whatever. I did the okay. dude. Um, I didn't like it. Like I just, it's it's such a me game. But honestly, playing yeah. an hour of it made me just want to go play Chrono Trigger. Like I didn't. It, it, I don't know if that's even a compliment, but I just yeah. I didn't. It, it there's didn't a lot of games. There's way. a lot of games okay. that do that where I'll pick them up and start playing. Like yeah. you know what? I'd rather just play X yeah. over again instead. Yeah. Um. I'm number number thirteen. Uh, not a lot more that we can say about Skyrim other than one of the greatest games of all time. Over yeah. hundred hours Switch. I spent yeah. in that game when it first yeah. came out. One of the strongest arguments for this game this high on the list. Uh. Well, now you can dress up like Link. Yeah. Which is nice. Mm -hmm. Um. Number twelve. Uh, Fortnite, which I think totally deserving of this high ranking. It's it's. Great on Switch, just as good as it is on any other platform. Another game um, where people roll their eyes just because it's popular. Right. It's like yeah. Minecraft. Yeah, we talked about Fortnite. this last week, but yeah, Fortnite is a great game, and I think it absolutely has a home on Switch, and I think it's it is, you know, really high ranked in in the pantheon of Switch games for genius yeah. design for a multiplayer game where it doesn't feel daunting to step in. Like you step into a new Call of Duty game, you play against real humans, you'll go like. Quick! You constantly get capped immediately. Yeah. In this game, you can sit behind a bush. You can do some stuff. You can kind of like slowly build your game. Yeah. And 
It's it's very uh, number eleven. Sexist. Casey's not here to talk about it, but uh, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, a game that she really loves and says is very good, <laughs> but also, <laughs> oh sure, I narrow my eyes Great. a little at this one, especially yeah. being this high. Okay, being, uh, but, you know, with, I thought with Andrew no, was going to champion it. Now. No darkest no. dungeon, no inside, no Mark of the Ninja on here. I was like, really, that's uh, better than all those games. I will say that uh, I no, even separate from Casey, just a lot of Monster Hunter fans I know really like this mm -hmm. game. Uh, now, Damon, you got well into Monster Hunter World earlier yeah, this year. Yeah, like, I did like Have Monster you given World. Generations a, a spin? No, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Well, next time you have, we have you on the show, I'll expect to you have to have okay. finished that game wow. and got all the best armor. Okay. And then you and Casey just out there right, hunting we'll a, monsters. We'll have a hunt off. Great. Uh, and now we move into the top 10. Ooh, uh, number so for, 10. For the top 10 here, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about like where this place is on the list, whether or not we think that this is the right ranking for this game, where you guys would have placed it as well. So uh, number 10, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which Ooh. historically, for this show, a game that we've, we've had a little bit of trouble covering because not a ton of us have played it. Uh, it. It breaks my heart that I didn't get further in it because like I previewed it, I was so excited for it, and then when it came out that December, it was just... It, I just got buried. Yeah, it's like a bad time. It looks like a game I would like. Yeah, <laughs> so it's really like I'd I like to check it out. Like it. I'd like my, to check out sometime. I, the thing that really holds me back with it is uh, a lot of the voice acting. Uh, a lot of the character stuff is just is there not for me. Is there a Japanese switch voice? It to Japanese? I think sure. Yeah, Japanese yeah. voice well, acting the Japanese is better. Is better. Yeah. Yeah. I think I will probably switch to that. I, I do. I really like. I know you're exactly right. What you were just saying. I'm like, I'll get to it someday. But I, I really do want to go back. And I got a few hours in this game, and I think. The battle system looks insane and is hard to learn, but it's actually like just it's so also, well designed. Yeah, and, and it's also such a trip to to have such a huge, expansive RPG. Like, look at some of these environments just in the palm of your hand while yeah. you're running around the city. Like, it, it's amazing. Like, um, I played probably ten hours of this game before I dropped off as well. But we have some people in the office here that absolutely love Xenoblade Chronicles too and championed real hard for this game to be this high on the list. Yeah, and like obviously they support it with the season pass and like yep. that big DLC. Like, there's there's it's like you forget that Nintendo is so good at stuff like this, you know? Like yeah. it's just like we always talk about Mario and Zelda, but I'm actually really happy this is this high it's in the like list. Breath of the Wild, and that they yeah. I, it it was an unlikely you know purchase monolith to yeah. for for yeah. Nintendo to bring that studio in house and everything, mm -hmm. and that they're sticking with making these games because they could have taken the easy route out and reused like Mario Universe or Zelda Universe characters to do something like this or Fire Emblem. Yeah, but they stuck with this franchise, which mm -hmm. is really cool. And, and think back to like uh, the Wii days when there were, what was it uh, Project Rainfall. Or Operation Rainfall mm -hmm. to, to get those games to to get localized and yep. it's like like Xenoblade has seen so many sequels mm -hmm. and, you know it's been on 3ds it was on Wii it was on Wii U it's here like it's really cool seeing that franchise thrive yep. uh, we got to get through this list here guys but uh, I did want to talk about uh, Stardew Valley at number nine uh, Stardew Valley is probably the greatest farming sim ever made and I say that I I, I get that it is. You know, uh, takes uh, a lot of cues from Harvest Moon, but it takes everything that Harvest Moon did so well and and really ratchets it up. And I, I like I dedicated a lot of time to Stardew Valley, and it is a, a beautiful, funny, charming, goofy little game, it's and, a, it's and a like drug. a crazy success story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. What about you guys? Any thoughts? Yeah. Yay or nay on Stardew Valley? Yeah. I think it, it's good. It's not like a good. top ten, not a top ten you, game. Are you saying it's not good. Darkest Dungeon, Damon? Yeah. <laughs> it's not Darkest Dungeon or Inside or Mark of the Ninja or Blood Stains. See, yeah. I like Darkest Dungeon, but I'm not a big fan like you because that game just makes me depressed, man. Oh no! <laughs> like everybody dies. I, re I like always. revel in it. Yeah. Oh, that's such a. <laughs> it's like it's an emo. At home. It's like a sad, similar, it's like a similar kid teenager in their room alone game. It's a very similar setup to uh, Into the Breach. It's like difficult, and your people, your okay, characters are enough. going to die. Where would you have put Darkest Dungeon on the list if you were to put on the it top? 25 of, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably, it's in the top 15. Okay. Okay, somewhere That's in there. That's fair. Cool. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, I don't think anybody saw this coming, and we we're overjoyed to have it at number eight, and that's uh, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. That's a really which when, is yeah. a fantastic. Yeah, I choked a little bit, but yeah. fantastic. You're, you're choked up. Thinking about it, I just, yeah, I, I just get so emotional talking about when Mario. When this leaked, I was just merciless and making I mean, the fun whole, of it. The whole office, like, yeah, yeah. It's like who would yeah. ever want this? And then it was one of my favorite games of last year. Yep, yep. Yeah, uh, I think still a lot of NVC uh, viewers and listeners have ignored this game because oh, it hasn't yeah. it hasn't sold as well as Mario Odyssey or, or Zelda. But this is like if if nobody had told you this this was made by Ubisoft, you would have thought this was first party. Yeah, yeah. And then we got the really meaty Donkey Kong DLC this yep. year as well. Yeah. Good. yeah, yeah. Um, Andrew, I'm going to let you handle number seven here. Uh, yeah. And that is uh, Dead Cells. I love this game. I actually yep. just passed on Switch. Uh, I just passed 60 hours into this game because yeah. it's like I. I can't, a lot like Spelunky, uh, it's just one of those games where, like, I, I love the procedural generation. I love that idea of, like, you don't know what you're going to start with and that, like, you have to be, you have to do enough runs that you know how to use everything because you don't know what weapon yeah. you're going to find. You don't know, like, uh, this actually is really deep. This scroll you can see in the video version that he's picking up. You have to basically outfit yourself on the type of class you want to be and then it really benefits you to pick up items that tailor to the, the skills you put points into and, this game is just so fun. I love the art style. I know it's not a huge hit with everybody, but I just oh, I can't get enough of this game. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it, it as much as we talk about Metroidvania games on uh, on Switch and just in general, I think this game is a very clear representation of of just how fluid and fast a Metroidvania can be, and sort of like a totally forward thinking take on that genre. So yeah. people say that I don't think of it as a Metroidvania game. I don't really. really? I honestly don't. I did when I was early in it, but as I've gotten way deeper, I I honestly agree. Like I, I think it is closer to a roguelike. Yeah, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's and much more like Spelunky. I will say that like it, it, Guacamelee Two came out right around the time this was on Switch, and yeah. I, I really gravitated much more towards this, which I was surprised by because the original guacamelee i adore yeah. but you keep your powers right that's why people call it metroidvania well, you, it's like you, there's certain powers that there's you certain get powers and that weapons let that you, you take yeah. shortcuts or get to certain yeah. areas yeah. You it's metroidvania in the way that you can kick your, yeah. yourself out to like yep. set yourself up for there success, are five but, permanent yeah. rooms mm -hmm. that you can get yeah um number six uh so, sort of a, in a similar vein celeste yeah um just a super punishing platformer tom marks famously gave it a 10 earlier this year um very different game from dead cells i mean it's yeah. kind of funny yeah. having these kind of very similar looking games. i just met in sort of like a retro yeah. throwback style right like yep. I, I do think celeste is probably one of the most charming games on the switch <laughs> it tells a story that like i was unprepared to have an 8-bit style game deliver to me like i think it's a really really brilliant game um, I agree. I think it's very good. Mm -hmm. I am surprised by I, the high I like it less than Tom. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll say it like Me that. Me too. I, and I, I certainly would never put it this high. I think it's a really, really good game that belongs in this list. And, and I played it on Switch. It's great on Switch. But um, I'm not quite as in love with it as, yeah. as a lot of other people. Like that game got a what what rating did it? Ten. Did ten out of ten. ten. Right. Yeah. It's like, Perfect ten. Yeah. It's there, there are a lot of people in the office who absolutely adore this and think it's just completely fantastic. I not love this just game. not just due to the mechanics, but the storytelling yeah. as well. And yeah. both and are fantastic. I like it, but I would have put it. You know, I would have put it behind Darkest Dungeon. That uh, no, ahead of Darkest Dungeon. Fourteen. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Just, wow. Just to just yeah. to be just to be a, a, a bastard. I like. To you I actually like Celeste. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number five. Uh, one of my favorite games from last year. Yeah. If you've if you've listened <laughs> if you listen to NVC at all in 2017, you heard us rave about this game all damn yeah. year, and that is SteamWorld Dig Two. Um, speaking of really great Metroidvanias, yeah. this this game is fantastic. Uh, just a phenomenal, uh, addictive. Sort of yeah that that yeah. that loop the gameplay yeah. loop you yep. just want to keep it going 
Yeah. And uh, I, I, I did everything in this game. I just did every <laughs> single thing. One of the few games in recent memory that uh, I've been uh, beaten and then immediately started over. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, also right. worth noting, the original SteamWorld Dig is also very good. Yeah, and it's only Switch. $9 or something. SteamWorld yeah. Heist yeah. is also very Steam good. Uh, SteamWorld Heist is great. Yeah. Yeah. I need to play Heist. Very different game. Yeah. yeah. Turn-based strategy as compared yep. to Metroidvania. Uh, number four, Splatoon 2. Yeah. Man, yeah. I, I'm the only person on Earth who loves this game for single player and hasn't played the multiplayer. Oh, really? Uh, you literally I, uh, are the only person I, on Earth, yeah. I missed right. it completely. Uh, and then just a few months ago, I played through uh, the entire campaign and uh, the Octo DLC, and I adore it. I, I actually well, think the campaign's really inventive and fun. Yeah, me too. Get a couple of friends together and just play Salmon Run. Salmon right? Run is yeah. because it's not yeah. you. You don't have this investment in like gear development and like going up against human players. You play together against the the horde. Basically, but I'm bad at video games. Fair. It doesn't matter. That's okay. Not that Nobody's bad. really good at Splatoon. Uh, and the difficulty in this ramps up. You can you can set it. Uh, mm -hmm. No, it's just this co-op mode was the big new addition for this edition for for Splatoon two. But Splatoon ones like everything that made multiplayer so good, including the events and the new things that get added. Over time, the new stages that unlock are in Splatoon 2. It's just such a smart, awesome multiplayer game. Uh, apologies to Dan, we are running heavy on this show, so I do want to speed through these last few here. But uh, number three, we already talked about uh, earlier in the episode, and that's Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Brilliant. Just one of the probably the best kart racer ever made. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's right. Freaking love this game. It took the office by storm when it came Gorgeous. out on Wii U, and it so came. Pretty. Uh, yeah, and I did the same thing when it came out here and, uh, on Switch. And I will take any excuse to race people in Mario Kart 8 at any given time. I'm not very good at it. I lose a lot, <laughs> but I do love this game so much. Um, number two, uh, I, if you're if you haven't already guessed two and yeah. one, yeah. like what are you so doing? Easy. Here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, probably the the successor, the the actual true sequel to Super Mario sixty four. I feel like, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I feel like Damon. I agree I, with that. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like you were a big proponent of of Odyssey when it initially shipped. Oh, me, yeah. yeah. Everyone loves. Who doesn't love this game? And yeah. is there yep. anybody watching the show, or listening to the show, who has not bought Mario Odyssey yet? I I would love to know why. What's what's keeping you from playing? It's just yeah. it's just joy in a cart. Yep. Yeah. It yeah. really is. Really. I think yeah. about it all the time, honestly. Like, yeah. yeah, me too. And it, it <laughs> like the thing about it that, that's crazy for me is like I didn't I played through the game, finished the the main campaign or whatever, and it's so nice to occasionally just pop into a world and collect five or six stars that I haven't gotten or look for challenges that I haven't finished. And like I mean, it's just a gift that keeps on giving. I wish that they would do actual DLC for it, no. but I feel like we're yeah, a little past like a that window. Or, yeah. yeah. Just drop in like yeah. older themed levels. They you know did that what I mean? uh, find the balloon mode, which is that okay. was bad. Yeah. I didn't yeah. like that. Cute, but yeah. it's not. Yeah, I it, didn't want that. Yeah, I hundred percent of this game, and I just love it so much. Mm -hmm. yeah. I can't stop thinking about it. And of but course, one, what could it be? At number one, it is the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Probably one of the greatest yeah. games ever made. Yep. Like I think now it's my favorite game of all time. Yeah, for yeah. the longest time it was Ocarina of Time. That was just yeah. sort of the easy route for like. But do you think it's better than that? Yeah, no, I, no, I, this, I do is, too, this yeah. is my favorite game of all. I time. would rather play yeah. this than. Um, Ocarina, yeah. You know, we'll see what happens when Red Dead Redemption comes out in uh, in a mere hours. Yeah. Um, but like this, uh, this game is just uh, like. Just thinking about it and thinking of all the things you discovered on the quest and how yeah. different some of the areas were, like how different the island is from a labyrinth, or you know, it's it's so funny how good. how distinctly I, I recall certain moments of this game. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, like to me, the first time I ventured into like the the rainforest area, 
and that was so different from anything else in the game. And then there's a side quest there, a temple quest, where you have to put a bunch of metal objects on top of this rock, that, and then lightning strikes it, and it blows up, and it reveals a temple. And like to me, that was just one of those things that was just like, no other game does anything like this. Like This yeah. is absolutely amazing. And, and how, how weak you feel in the beginning. When you yeah. meet your first guardian, you're like, I, I don't think I'll ever be able to beat a guardian. Like It just seems so scary and yeah. powerful. And then when you're this badass 20 yeah. hours in, you're just chopping off limbs and stuff. It's so good. It's a, it's a game so, that I yeah. played through uh, in its entirety once on my own, once for Link Together, mm-hmm. uh, again in master mode, and did all the DLC challenges. So like, I yeah. legitimately have probably more than 400 hours in Breath yeah. of the Wild. Wow. And the other day, as I was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I was thinking... You know, I could probably play Breath of the Wild. I was again. thinking yeah. the yeah. same. Yeah. yeah, it's about time. It's been, yeah. you know, it's been a while. I could get, I could it, get back to it. So it sets such a benchmark for the idea of an open world game that you know you you mentioned Red Dead. It, it's really interesting. It's been hard for me to get into any other open world game since this uh, mm-hmm. because I'm like I want to climb that. Uh, Odyssey, so, Odyssey, Odyssey is really nice good. That way. Yeah. yeah, Odyssey, you know. You can climb almost anything in Odyssey now. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. I think. Yeah, I absolutely More learned that from Breath yeah. of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, now it's time for our favorite game that we play every week here on Video Game uh, Twenty Questions. NBC. Yeah. No, it's a game, game that scope. I like to uh, I like to call Question Block. Oh, yeah, not, like, not really a game. Right? Still not a game. Yeah. Still not a game. Um, Gregory Allen writes in and says, "What are your top three contenders for Nintendo Switch Game of the Year? And do you think your opinions might change before year's end?" Hashtag Smash is coming. Uh-huh. What came out this year? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> you got to open up your Switch I mean, and take a look. Let me look at my Switch. Hold on. I mean, Dead Cells is up there for me. Yeah. Dead Cells is, Dead yeah, Dead Dead Cells is up there for there. me, too. Bloodstained is up there for me as yeah. a new game, a new release. Yeah, Bloodstained is really good. Obviously, Picross S2. Yeah, of course, Picross. Um, <laughs> I also like Picross. But <laughs> but no, I mean, this this year this year it was a little lighter. It doesn't have the well, heavy this, hitters that we had last this year. This sort of goes hand in hand. Octopath, I think, is, is Octopath, one of the yeah. best Switch yeah. games this year, too. This sort of goes hand in hand with Chase Johnson's question where he asks, is it safe to call this year's uh, the Switch's sophomore slump? Well, it's, so it's a weird thing because like it's a lighter year, but that's because last year almost literally every month mm-hmm. had a, a major game. Like The right. momentum of Switch's first year was just ridiculous. And so, like yes, I do think this is a sophomore slump, but it's also like... You have to just appreciate how many good games are already yeah. on the system. And you right. got, I mean, we got, I, I think this year was definitely the year of the indies. We got a lot more indies. Obviously, we got Super Mario uh, Super Mario Party 2 and all that. But, like, really, uh, some of the indies really stuck out. And then DLC for Mario Plus Rabbits, we had good DLC. Xenoblade, we had just standalone mm-hmm. DLC. So, um, I think there was a lot going on. Captain Toad coming back, that's also another game. But, yeah, this is not one of those years that will define the Switch. And, you know, at the end of the life cycle, I'd be surprised if any 2018 Switch games will be in the top five. Yeah, we've talked, I mean, we've talked a little bit about the idea of Nintendo having, like, an on-year and then an off-year and yeah, then Smash an on-year, right? Well, they're Smash yeah. Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Smash, yeah. Like, like, the ones that are out now, I'm saying. But compare yeah. that to yeah. next year is, is we already know Animal Crossing, right. mm-hmm. Mansion, like, yeah. I'm, it yeah. could be Metroid, but we know Pokemon. Like, next probably not Metroid. a huge game for yeah. first, or a huge year for Switch. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, Joe Arovich asks, uh, do you always listen to the music from the game that you're playing, or is there a band or genre that you'll put on instead? Um, no. It depends on the game. What, no, for me. what? I always, I never put any music on. Okay, game. you always just play. You always listen to the game music. Mm-hmm. Even, okay, so Picross. 
Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. So the pick music, the there's only two pieces. I have to like I have to stop. <laughs> well, I'm not playing that for hours at a time. Oh, I'm only I see. doing a couple okay. puzzles right, and right. Oh, have you met my yeah. friend Pear? Okay. Yeah. yeah Dr. Pickross, pick as we call him. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, most of the time I listen to the in-game music, especially for games that, you know, like story-based games or exploration-based games. But puzzle games, I do turn off the audio. And honestly, when I'm playing in the airplane, sometimes I don't even bother with the headphones with mm. puzzle games. I just play just playing silent. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I think Andrew and I have talked about this before, mm -hmm. but like Especially post-game stuff, I'll do like, and I don't tend to listen to a lot of music, but I'll listen to a lot of podcasts. Like um, mm -hmm. doing all the additional challenges in Spider-Man at the end of the mm -hmm. uh, at the end of that game, like doing all the crimes and stuff. Like I'll even go in and turn the music off, but leave the sound effects on, and then listen to a podcast and just kind of like yeah. you know go around and do like I could listen to music and do stuff in Assassin's Creed or Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and it Breath of the Wild. Me at all. I like, found all the Korok seeds while burning through Netflix seasons and podcasts and stuff. Yeah, like, because I would just sit there and play while I was like m you know mostly focused on something else especially once they did that mask that like vibrated when you were closer to one mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um russ Plummer asks what is your most prized nintendo collectible oh look <laughs> that's your <laughs> that's most prized that's your most prized nintendo no, collectible i'm holding uh so the solaire amiibo that just came out with, yeah uh, dark souls the game omitted from the top 25 too um well, that's because we we all haven't gotten to play it because it hit the same day that we. Why are you list. Why are you haranguing me today? Because it you deserves really, it. You really bust my chops. Most prized Nintendo collectible is probably my 64 DD, the mm -hmm. N64 add-on. That's really cool. Uh, you know, more kind of tchotchke like stuff. I have the scroll from Wind Waker, mm -hmm. and it's very very long and it has all the the pictures on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if mine counts as a collectible, but uh, when I interviewed Miyamoto last year at E3, uh, that's not I had a collectible. Draw me a Mario. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. that's a collectible, that's a collectible yeah. for yeah. sure. He uh, <laughs> he drew me. Uh, he said it was the first time he had drawn Mario with Cappy on. So it's Mario with like Cappy, and it's like which that's really cool. Yeah. His, that boggles the mind because when I f the first time I met Miyamoto, I was told like don't say anything to him. Don't look at him. Don't, don't talk to him. I like, just don't ask, just like, draw don't ask him questions. It was and actually, then Andrew's like, I met him and he drew me Mario. But it's because Whoa. it was actually, uh, I'm still really proud of that piece. It's on IGN, but it was about kind of the legacy of Mario right. and how Mario had evolved. It's, a, was, it's an amazing piece, to be quite you. honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, he was making a point about like the design and how right. like uh, Mario was 2D, but he kind of envisioned him in 3D, but that his 3D Mario doesn't look like the actual 3D Mario that's mm. in Odyssey and stuff. Um, Very jealous. Mm. He was a very nice man. He actually did. We did have a nice chat, and he took a picture of me giving a thumbs up the first time. Yeah, that was good. He took um, a picture of you taking a thumbs up. Yeah, that's it's right. Just a picture, just of, a picture of me, and, but he took it, and he's like, "Great work." Um, <laughs> I don't have a ton of like like collectible collectibles. Uh, like I don't have anything that's probably like worth a ton of money or anything. But I have almost all of the Legend of Zelda Figma uh, nice. toys that I and I love those guys. Those like, are they're really cool, so yeah. cool. Um, and I think that's probably like my favorite Nintendo stuff that I have. Mm. Damon, do you have any cool Nintendo yeah, stuff? I'm not a big collector, but I do have my original NES set with Rob the Robot and the Zapper. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's, that's pretty really that's cool. cool. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Forgot my first four figures. I got Samus. Yeah. You know, that, that, we saw him earlier. I got, I got yeah, a couple. Well, I saw got her got earlier. Those are amazing. The, the, the first four. Wolf Link. Uh, uh, Wind Waker boat. The, the King Red Lions. I didn't get that one. That one is amazing. I'm out of room. Those things are expensive. Yeah. Um, Mike Staub, this is the last question. Mike Staub asks, I'm going to Japan in two weeks for my second anniversary. First of all, congratulations. Way to be married. Congrats. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should I bring my 3DS or Switch or both? And what games uh, would best represent my trip while I'm there? Seriously thinking about Okami and Chrono Trigger. 
Um, Okami's really good. Okami's really great. <laughs> yeah, and I, I would say take both. Like, I mean, yeah. I, f- I feel like on this big international. The 3DS is so over. Just leave the Switch at home. I, I would. The 3DS. I, rude. I went to Japan and brought both two, and I didn't play much of my 3DS, yeah. honestly. Like, you, you have such a big variety of games that you probably have to catch up on. I would just bring the Switch. I think it depends on what on what you're playing at that time. When I was uh, last traveling internationally, I took both because I was playing, you know, a bunch of stuff on my Switch, but I was also playing Rhythm Heaven. I was playing um, Metroid, catching up on yeah, it. Yeah, and now I'm actually, uh, I just went back and purchased uh, the DS version of Chrono Trigger because it's mm-hmm. been probably 10 years since I played Chrono Trigger and I was really itching for it. So like, yeah. I'll be spending some time with the DS, so- which... Justin the other day when I told him that I had bought Chrono Trigger, he said, "Yeah, this sounds like a perfect time of year to play that game." <laughs> so, sick w- burn. By the way, I would bring the World Ends with you. Yep. Yeah, uh, because you can yep. play it in handheld mode on the plane and everything, and it has Shibuya in it, like it's set in Tokyo. Yeah, I mean, so if you're talking about like a representation thing, yeah. Yep. I was going to recommend a Neo Geo arcade game that is available on the Switch called Money Puzzle Exchanger. It's a Ooh, Money Puzzle Exchanger is good. It's a puzzle game where you have to match up uh, the different yen coins. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it'll oh. teach you all about the uh, different Perfect. yen uh, coins that you'll Actually, be really dealing helpful. with in Tokyo. Yeah. That's great. And right it's a really fun game. I love it. The one with the hole is the five. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's the one that always confuses me because those two aren't marked. Put him on your on a string around your neck. Is that what you did when you lived there? No. Okay. Good. <laughs> the one yen coins feel like low plastic. Yeah, they're they're like, yeah. Yeah. It feels like I was gonna say you yeah. could probably yeah. bend them. You can definitely bend them. Yeah. Guys, all this yen talk is fun, but yeah. I'm afraid that our our time has come to an end here today. We got to wrap Nintendo it up. Nintendo voice chat. They oh call God! It. Very oh. good, very good. Uh, Pear, Damon, Andrew, thank you so much for being on the show this thank week. You, Zach. Such a such a nice time having you guys around. And I also wanted to give a shout out to our producer Dan, the man, who even though he put a low res screenshot up at first, he went back and he did the work. And he you. put up a good one. So great work in there, Dan. Love hey, Dan. We love you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, Love thank you guys. Well, it, Damon just likes you, yeah. but um, thank you guys for watching. We are Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo Show, every Thursday at 3 p.m. right here on nin- Nintendo.com. <laughs> What's our website called? IGN.com. And every Friday at 3 p.m. on YouTube. Uh, come back next week when you can get the yen. And we'll explain what that means on another show. Maybe. You should try to get on Nintendo.com. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great, actually. Good plan. Get the yen. Get We're the going. Yen.